Welcome back. It's a Monday, the 13th day of March, 2023. I'm your host, Mark Hall. And just as we might have suspected, actually we've been expecting it for quite a while, folks. It was just a question of when. The contagion that started to reveal itself midweek, although we've seen the signs for a long time again, accelerated. As usual, once the Waystream Press went home for the weekend on Friday, but by Monday morning, things were looking kind of panicky out there. So, where to begin? Like I said, we talked about the uh, onset of this midweek last week, and it accelerated going into the weekend, but now the wheels really seem to have come off the wagon. So, let's join the train wreck already in progress. As some had speculated might happen, no, the stock market wasn't delayed in the opening, and the long-awaited bank holiday hasn't happened yet. But here's the panicky headline from the Daily Mail we'll start off with. Trading temporarily halted in dozens of banks after shares fell by up to 75% when the market opened at 9.30 a.m. Moments after the Biden Fuhrer said, and I'll play this for you in a second, folks, because when I watched it, I was thinking exactly the same thing. What moron thought watching this guy would inspire confidence in a corrupt, broken down, and continuing to freefall system? The Biden Fuhrer said U.S. banking is safe as contagion then immediately spread to heavyweights, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and J.P. Morgan. And the sub-headlines say things like this. Western Alliance Bank Corp's stock price dropped by three quarters. First Republic Bank dived 67%, and Pacific West Bank Corp plunged more than 35%. Wells Fargo down 7.5%, Bank of America 7.4%, Citigroup 5.8%, and J.P. Morgan, kind of lagging here a bit, was only down 2.7%. And let me introduce this next clip with a bit of a paraphrase from the Daily Mail. The Biden Fuhrer addressed the nation from the Roosevelt Room in the White Whorehouse as he uh, attempted to stoke the fires of a broader catastrophe, sweeping the financial system following the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank starting midweek and really coming to a climax on Friday when SVB crashed and was then basically taken into receivership. But then Monday morning, the fake president, or was it his body double? I tend to think, looking at the earlobes, folks, it might have been the latter, but really, does it make any difference? At least this guy didn't misread the teleprompter. Before I uh, leave for California, I want to briefly speak about what's happening in Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Today, thanks to the quick action of my administration over the past few days, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Uh-oh, and that may have been the deadly blow right there. But if that wasn't enough, there's more. Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Small businesses across the country, the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their bills. And their hardworking employees can breathe easier as well. Besides, folks, if you've been paying attention, you've already been taking your money out of the fiat U.S. dollar, destined for the ash heap of history for a long time now. It's just that now things have gone into free fall. Last week, when we learned of the problems of the banks and the impact they could have on jobs, some small businesses and banking systems overall, I instructed my team to act quickly to protect these interests. And that, of course, means the banksters, not you peons. <laughs> Is anybody really believing anything different than that? On Friday... The government regulator in charge, the FDIC, took control of Silicon Valley Bank's assets. And over the weekend, it took control of Signature Bank's assets. And that's what we do. It's what we've always done, but we're just more clear about it now. We take over assets. We'll take over yours, too. Just watch. Treasury Secretary Yellen and a team of banking regulators have taken action, immediate action. And here are the highlights. First... All customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured. I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. 
That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills, and stay open for business. No losses will be, and I want, this is an important point, no losses will be borne by the taxpayers. <laughs> Let me repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Because remember, folks, like all the other trillions of dollars we've been printing out of nothing ever since I stole this office, we can print as much as we need, and don't you forget it. If there are consequences, well, that will be borne by the taxpayers. Well, no, actually everybody that's holding fiat bucks that are about to get hyperinflated the rest of the way into oblivion. Instead, the money will come from the fees that banks pay into the deposit insurance fund. And then eventually it'll get passed on down the line, and they'll tell you it's raining on you. But you probably by now know better. That's how capitalism works. Okay, well, yeah, there's a whole lot of BS that follows after this. And uh, as you can guess, folks, that's not how capitalism works because we haven't had capitalism. We haven't had honest money, and without it, you can't have free markets for the better part of a century at this point. And even the far left is starting to figure out that the jig is up. Now, does anybody, even for a second, believe this next great big stinking whopper? We must get the full accounting of what happened and why those responsible can be held accountable. In my administration, no one, in my no one is above the law. Ah, oh, come on. I thought for half a second or so about putting a laugh track in after that, but I realized, no, it just deserves dead silence. Because whoppers like that, folks, need to just sit there and stink. In my administration, no one, in my no one is above the law. Except for those who steal elections, cover it up, and then blame others for an insurrection when they start to try to petition the government for a redress of grievances, in which case we throw them in the gulag and then destroy evidence. And then eventually, after that, all of this happens. Like you knew darn well had already been baked into cake once we got away with the first bit of treason. And finally, we must reduce the risk of this happening again. Oh yeah, we can't forget this part, because here comes the real payoff, folks. Why do you think the Biden fuhrer has been talking up and uh, preparing for the central bank digital currency that's going to replace the now-failed almighty fiat dollar for oh so long? As a matter of fact, it's arguably a big part of the reason why this regime was stuffed in there to begin with. We have a former constitutional republic to stick a wooden stake in, bury, and then make sure it never returns. And, of course, a mark of the beast to push as well. So let's pause for a second and talk about some other related aspects of what's going on. First and most obviously... The Biden regime executive order 14067 signed, oh, so coincidentally, almost exactly one year ago to the day that the latest banking crisis got legs, March the 9th, 2022. And Jim Rickers was among several well-known investment advisors who warned about this over a half a year in advance. And before the show's over today, folks, I'll play a segment that I recorded back in August of last year warning about exactly what we're now seeing come to fruition. But the simple way to set up what we're going to talk about next and the carnage today is with a question. If you wanted to force people into a controllable central bank digital currency, knowing full well they weren't going to want to go voluntarily, how would you set it off? Hey, answer, take a look. Look, the bottom line is this. Americans can rest assured that our banking system is safe. Your deposits are safe. Let me also assure you we will not stop at this. We'll do whatever is needed. And guess what, folks? We've been planning for this for a long time, and the Bible's been warning about it for a lot longer than that. Objectives, says Section 2 of the Biden-Fuhrer's EO14067, 
We must protect consumers, it says right up front. Investors und businesses in the United States. The unique and varied features of digital assets can pose significant financial risk to consumers, investors, and business if appropriate protections are not in place. But rest assured, the Biden regime has already got them in place, and isn't this convenient? Quote, in the absence of sufficient oversight und standards, firms providing digital asset services may provide inadequate protections for sensitive financial data, custodial and other arrangements relating to customer assets and funds, or disclosures of risks, and you saw them today, didn't you, associated with investment. And guess what? Big Brother has always had a plan to make sure that uh, no perfectly good crisis will go to waste, and this one is one that's been brewing for quite a while. So let's set up the next phase with a story that's been all over the place, from Kristen Taylor and the Gateway Pundit to Zero Hedge and even RT. The Treasury Department announced in a joint statement Sunday evening with the Federal Reserve and the FDIC that all deposits at Silicon Valley Bank will be available on Monday. The same with Signature Bank, which was taken over Sunday by New York State regulators. And here's how author Vox Day is summarizing the statements. The FDIC, he writes, is now effectively ensuring all, no, not a $250,000 limit, all Bank deposits for all depositors. And I can't help but think ultimately that'll be those that are good little boys and girls. Is your social credit score up to snuff? No matter how much money they have in their account. The statement from the regulars was issued to announce a new emergency program, isn't it always, to protect depositors of failing banks. And they explained that they would make a, quote, systemic risk exception for both Signature and Silicon Valley Bank, or SVB, a tech and startup-focused lender that was shut down following that now-famous bank run last week, the second biggest at the time in U.S. history, allowing clients of both banks to have full access to their deposits. Well, guess what, folks? The fine print will come later. The deposit guarantee, says Vox Day, was raised from 40 grand to 100,000 in 1980, and then from 100k to 250,000, in line with inflation, you can't help but think, in 2008. And the new emergency program, as it's called, is not really new, because despite the initially responsible statements by Yellen and the Federal Reserve, plans to implement the No Limit program have been in place since at least 2020, and he provides the link dating to March 26th of 2020. And now he adds the protection level has been made de facto limitless, meaning that the next series of failures will threaten the collapse of the entire system. And that is, of course, the fundamental problem with centralization because it removes the protective limits of decentralization in a foolish and inevitably futile attempt to avoid the consequences of limited failure. And what we're seeing today, folks, the opposite, contagion. Combine this with increased centralization, as well as the 620 billion bucks of unrealized losses that U.S. banks have not yet accounted for as of the end of 2022, and the fact that the current zero reserve banking system is literally a Ponzi scheme, with the Fed desperately trying to make depositors whole each time a bank can't keep up with its outstanding loans. And guess what? Systemic failure is inevitable. Now, Vox Day doesn't say it. I'll note there have been people talking about bail-ins for a long time. That's when the bank just keeps the money of the depositors, because remember, we've talked about this on this show for a long time, it isn't really your money anymore anyway, you're just an unsecured creditor. But wait, isn't this latest Biden scam exactly the opposite of that? No, folks, and that's where the fine print, still to be revealed, will come in, and actually it's already been revealed, all you have to do is connect the dots. 
It'll be a different kind of insurance. No, it won't be cash. You won't be able to hold it in your hot little hands, not even in the form of increasingly worthless fiat paper. It'll be digital CBDC bucks, Biden bucks, and they'll be completely subject to the whims and, of course, also subject to change without notice of the ruling tyrants. And as long as you're a good little slave, you just might get to use them. But, of course, not for things that they don't want you to be able to buy anyway. Whether it's food or fossil fuels like gas for your car or natural gas for the stove they don't want you to have either. Or, without question, firearms. Which leads me to a quick related story. I wasn't even sure how I was going to work it in today, but here's where it fits. And as TGP's headline says, that was quick. Democrats are already asking the FedGov to censor socialist media that could lead to runs on the banks or anybody waking up to what they've got planned next. The article leads with a picture of customers lining up in front of a Silicon Valley branch on Friday. Shades of the Great Depression. And it says this, Representative Thomas Massey, Republican from Kentucky, was on a Zoom call Sunday afternoon with members of Congress, the Fed, the Treasury, and FDIC, organized after SVB crashed and was taken over by the communist state of California on Friday. And yes, don't forget, it was the second largest bank collapse in U.S. history and the largest since the 2008 banking crisis. But during the call on Sunday, Massey reported that at least one socialist senator asked the question to the group if there was a program in place to send free speech at this time on socialist media. Because obviously peons can't be allowed to know what's going on and exchange the truth among themselves. And Big Brother's response? We'll get back to you on that, Senator. Oh yeah, and this too is related. Another story from TGP. Silicon Valley Bank's Twitter account was deleted. Who could have thought it just shortly after the bank went up for auction? Their YouTube videos are all deleted too. And as this story also notes, part of the reason might be because SVB's Twitter account had been mocked for tweeting a Forbes article, and from just three weeks ago, mind you, which ranked that now-collapsed bank as one of the top banks in the United States. And... Uh, What does that say about them? What does it say about Forbes? And what does it say about the rest of those top banks? Look, the bottom line is this. Americans can rest assured that our banking system is safe. Your deposits are safe. Let me also assure you, we will not stop at this. We'll do whatever is needed. Now, from there, let's talk for a minute about fallout. The obvious, the economic, and the uh, not so obvious. First from the Daily Mail, which has a headline saying, and we've already just talked about this, but this fleshes it out a bit, America's $620 billion ticking time bomb, the FDIC, and its chairman, Martin Grunberg, who spoke on March 6th, not very long ago, at the Institute for International Banksters, revealed then that there are unrealized losses at U.S. banks and financial institutions resulting when an asset's value has decreased, but it hasn't yet been sold because, hey, who wants to sell it at a huge loss until you're forced to? Which, uh, coincidentally, might be what we're talking about now. Says the Daily Mail, this revelation about the unrealized losses will only serve to raise already extreme concerns about the U.S. banking industry. Exacerbated, of course, because the Fed has... Backed up until they heard the glass breaking, and it's broken big time. The time bomb began ticking while interest rates were very low, money was printed to infinity, and debt became the rule of the day. But now with interest rates rising and destined to go even higher, those who are holding those increasingly worthless bonds are finding that, well, they have declined in value. They're worth less. Now, I promised we'd get around to this story, folks, so I want to make sure I have time to get it in before we run out of time today. It's a warning that I saw first from Jim Rickards about the Mark of the Beast, or uh, CBDC executive order. The Biden Fuhrer put his X at the bottom on March 9th, just over one year ago today. 
And as Joseph Fair wrote in August of that year for World Net Daily, this is one you'd better pay attention to because Biden is planning to protect us, his words, from cash beginning December 13th. And yes, folks, that was last December 2022. And he notes that some of America's smartest men, including the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, investment guru extraordinaire, have some choice words regarding what's called Executive Order 14067. He called the Biden regime executive order, quote, the most treasonous act in U.S. history. And given what we're seeing of late, that's quite a statement, folks. And along with it, the creation of the CBDCs, or central bank digital currencies, he called those communism in their purest form, encouraging Americans to stay awake. He's joined by Jim Rickards, another economist and one that your host has read for years, investor and former CIA official, who's calling it another step towards the end of cash, or the greenback, the almighty global fiat dollar, which was in circulation anyway up until the creation of the Federal Reserve. It's been gradually phased out and turned into pure fiat, but the new digital tokens are far, far worse because they can be turned off anytime Big Brother doesn't like what you're doing, and they don't even have to bust down your door under false pretenses. Rickers has four decades of experience on Wall Street, and he's been talking about this for quite a while. He criticized the CBDCs, labeling them Bitcoin's evil cousin, and also exposed the supposed singular event called C-Day, which, according to him, will take place this coming December 13th, 2022, and will disrupt traditional financial systems in place in the U.S. He said that when what he calls C-Day happens, paper money would be worthless, and the U.S. dollar, such as it is, would crash. Adding that consumer spending and access to basic needs would also be restricted. People holding too much money would be penalized. Folks, this has been one of those warnings that has been repeated. We've heard it for a long, long time now. The question is, uh, well, on what basis is Rickards making the claim that the due date this time is December the 13th? And now, as I'm replaying this, three months after that date, i got to ask, was he right or uh, not? Well, the executive order, 14067, is entitled Ensuring Responsible Development of Digital Assets. And, of course, if you apply the rule, you know that means the exact opposite of what the big lie in the title says. The same goes for the Biden puppet's claims in the document that it's consistent with things like United States priorities. (laughs) Yeah, their priorities anyway. And it has privacy protections. Oh, yeah. This is just a bit of how Jim Rickers himself put it in an email that came out in August 2022. Starting with that date, March 9th of this year, when the imperial signature, what now passes for it, was attached. On that day, in a hushed ceremony at the White House, without the approval of Congress, the states, or the American people, Biden signed into law Executive Order 14067. Buried in his order are a few paragraphs titled Section 4. The language in Section 4 makes Order 14067 the most treacherous act by a sitting president in the history of our republic. Because Section 4 sets the stage for legal government surveillance of all U.S. citizens, total control over your bank accounts and purchases, and the ability to silence all dissenting voices for good. In this new war on freedom, the Dems aren't coming for your guns. No, they're thinking much bigger than that. They're coming for your money. And it's already started. At this point, of course, Rickards goes on to introduce himself and lay out a bit of his credentials. I'm a former advisor to the Pentagon, the White House, Congress, the CIA, and the Department of Defense. He's also an investment banker, attorney. He's written a whole lot of books about currency, money flows, and things that are coming down. And that includes now. I've never made this kind of public announcement before, but it's my duty to pull the alarm. 
This is what I believe Section 4 of Biden's order means for all Americans. The U.S. dollar will be made obsolete. Soon your cash will be confiscated or will simply be worthless paper. The cash currency we have now will be replaced with a new programmable digital token. But the truth is, few outside the deep state recognize Biden's move for what it really is. If my predictions are correct, this is so much more sinister than simply replacing the cash dollar with a new digitized version. Friend, this new currency will allow for total control of all American citizens, because every digital dollar will be programmed by the government. That means they will be able to turn on or turn off your money at will. Not only that, but they'll be able to track and record every purchase you make. This is very different than online banking and has nothing to do with crypto. It does, however, for those who have been paying attention, sound a whole lot like the mark of the beast, doesn't it? The digital dollar means Dems would be able to punish any contribution, purchase, or even social media comment that they don't like. They've shown what they can do to Alex Jones and anybody else who dares to speak up, but that took a public lynching, uh, masquerading as a trial. This will allow them to dispense even with the circus. And this isn't something years away. It's starting now. Biden's secret army has been hard at work, and U.S. trials are already well underway. And yeah, as he points out, tyrannical regimes around the world are literally salivating for this and working really hard to bring it about on their own docile, subservient citizenries. Jim Rickards goes on to say that he believes Executive Order 14067 will replace the U.S. dollar, the world's reserve currency, with a new one, the digital dollar. He calls it Biden bucks, he says, because I want him to take full credit for what I consider to be crimes. This is not like the money in your online bank account. No, this is new and different. And the problem is they will soon be the sole mandatory currency of the United States. Continued Jim Rickards. When the Biden bucks are rolled out, many experts, myself included, believe we will begin an era of total government control and surveillance. This is not hyperbole because this will dramatically expand the power and influence of the federal government, essentially acting as a new type of spyware. With Biden bucks, Big Brother will be able to force you to comply with its agenda because if you don't, they can turn off your money. This won't be like freezing a bank account. It'll be oh so much easier. You want to keep your internal combustion gas engine car? Forget it. Your digital dollars suddenly won't pay for gas. You'll be forced to buy an electric vehicle. And, of course, it won't have any electricity to run it anyway. Rickers calls this the tip of the fascist iceberg, saying that America will become a surveillance state like China or North Korea. Honestly, folks, your host has to say here, that's not much of a prediction. Just look around. Remember, folks, that was recorded seven months ago. We've come a long way, baby, since then. So I'll ask this question that I kind of started off with today just one more time. If people know and have known for quite a while that this was ultimately the plan and they were going to resist, some of them, right to the death, how are you going to force them? Answer, hey, isn't this clever? Collapse the banking system and then tell them your accounts are insured. It's just going to be with Biden bucks, the CBDC, and the mark of the beast is rolling down the tracks right behind it. You just have to be a good little slave and we'll take care of you. All right, well, I'm going to close today with two quick items, both from the Gateway Pundit. The first one says, outrageous. Did you know that Silicon Valley Bank provided massive amounts of capital to, oh, guess what? Communist Chinese Party run tech ventures. And now, isn't it amazing that Biden's FDIC and Federal Reserve are bailing them out? Hmm, could there be a connection here? Well, Representative James Comer, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, joined Maria Bartiromo on Sunday and took the next logical step. In what Jim Hoff called an explosive interview, he dropped several bombs on the Biden crime family. 
saying that the committee is working with four individuals with close ties to the Bidens and, quote, it's as bad as we thought. Since we've last spoken, we have bank records in hand. We have individuals who are working with our committee, and in the last two weeks, we've either met with these individuals personally or their attorneys. So now we have in hand documents. Documents that show how the Biden crime family was getting money from the Communist Chinese Party. In other words, Comer's got the goods, and isn't this an amazing time for so much of you-know-what to hit the fan? Well, remember again what famous Democrat strategist Rahm Emanuel said, and it's even more true now than ever. Never let a perfectly good crisis go to waste. Especially, folks, if you've been planning on it, building up to it, and engineering it for so long now. I love it when a plan comes together. 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 (laughs) What's it say? Well, it says, I love it when a plan comes together. We don't actually have to love it, folks, but those of us with eyes to see can certainly look back and realize we have seen it coming for a long, long time now. And may Yahuwah bless you and yours.